What's going on? We go to hour number two. I'm Jim Rome. I'm live. I'm in Southern California. My thanks to Marcus Williams of the Ravens. We've got Jamal Mosley of the Orlando Magic coming up. Next segment, the big head, James Kelly, and I are going to break down the Thursday night matchup. Who you got? Seahawks v. Cowboys. Seattle coming off a beatdown. Dallas is playing really well, but they're beating up on cans. We'll get into all that. If you've got a beef, a beef of any sort, hit me up. Top of our three. Had the really troubling allegations against Von Miller in a domestic dispute reportedly involving a pregnant woman. Dallas authorities are looking for him. We talked about the Patriots also in hour number one. Bill Belichick refused to name his starting quarterback a member of the media. In fact, all of the members of the media were challenging him and pushing back on that. And he tried to stand his ground and it went pretty horribly. And then a story breaks a few hours later that Bailey Zappi, in fact, is going to get that start. They look even worse. And then you've got the Raiders. In the meantime, go ahead and give me a call. one 636 8686 In the meantime, you've got the Raiders. Look, I don't make a secret of it. I've had Josh McDaniels back for years. I'm one of the only ones who still d- does. And even I had to lay off that. I mean, it went horribly. I have to own that. I thought that after all that time, he'd make the most of his second opportunity. I thought it was a good fit. I like what I heard. I like what I saw. I thought that he would kill it there. I'll own that. I really did. And it went horribly. So I'll own that. Raider fan has been pretty in your face about the fact that they hated the guy. That gives you a pretty good idea of how they felt about Josh McDaniels. They're in everybody's face about McDaniels or were even Mark Davis himself. I mean, it's one thing for like the media to challenge Bill Belichick. Another for Raider fan to get right up in the grill of Raider owner and demand that he fire his coach. And the chance of F McDaniels, F McDaniels. Here's the one thing though the Raider fan never seems to calculate when Raider fan tries to run off Raider coach. It only gives Raider owner another chance to do something really nutty. It gives the bowl cut free reign to do something else disastrous. It just gives Mr. Smarten Up another opportunity to dumb it down. Ironic that he's telling us to smarten up when you know it's only going to give him an opportunity to do something really dumb which is why Raider Nation should not at all be surprised by a report linking them to a toxic ex. According to a Sports Illustrated insider in Vegas, quote, I am going to tell you there are a lot of people who feel that Mark Davis, more than Tom Brady and Jim Gray, the person he trusts the most is John Gruden and would love to bring him back. I am hearing from multiple people around the league that if John were willing to drop his lawsuit, they believe the NFL would give a passive nod to go back and rehire him. Everyone keeps talking about John Gruden. End of quote. Wow. Is that a surprise to anybody all? Of course the dude wants to rehire the human Chucky doll. He never wanted to fire him in the first place. 
it would be the most Mark Davis move ever to turn around and hire John Gruden back. And that's exactly why this report to me actually does seem believable. Never mind that Davis and Gruden have got to be the only two people in the world who actually want that to happen. I mean, Raider fan, you yourself are smarter than that, right? You're not going for this, are you, Raider fan? You do remember the way things were, don't you, Raider fan? I shouldn't even have to ask these questions because it was not that long ago that you were miserable with this guy. You remember the deal. Gruden's mediocre Raider teams always got worse down the stretch. No, actually, they got worse during the season and collapsed down the stretch. You ever been on a boat that's sinking? Unless, of course, his mediocre Raider team was being coached by Rich Passaccia, in which case they suddenly turned into a playoff team. See, that tells you all you need to know about Chunky. They only made the playoffs once while he was there, and it was once he got fired. They only made the playoffs because he got fired. I know y'all remember all that, and that's before we even get into the emails. And his all-time non-apology apology. I'm ashamed about uh, what has uh, come about in these emails, and I'll make no uh, excuses for it. It's just, it's, it's shameful. But. <laughs> but. If ever. But. There was an inappropriate place for a but. But. It's right there. Just the way he hit that but tells you that everything he said before the but was bullcrap. He didn't mean any of it. He couldn't wait to land on that but. But. But, but, and it's not even just the emails, and believe me, the emails weren't enough, but it's not just the emails. The guy was 22 and 31 in his second stint. Why the hell would you give him a third? Who would want that? Besides Gruden and the bowl cut, of course. There's no way anybody anywhere thinks that that's a good idea except those two. And maybe somebody in the league office who would like the lawsuit to go away. Although remember, the league fired him in the first place. Remember, the bowl cut didn't even want to. Obviously, because he wants him back. It's like some version of the Petrino situation. It's like the most popular trait in a head coach candidate right now is being a formerly disgraced humiliation. Why can't some teams quit their toxic exes? Let me repeat that. Why can't some teams quit their toxic exes? It makes no sense. It's also a reminder to Raider fan, next time Raider fan wants to run up on Raider owner and F-bomb the head coach. Be careful what you wish for. Be careful what you wish for when you're running your head coach through the wood chipper. Because all you're really doing is giving the bowl cut owner free reign to do something else really dumb. Not to violate one of my only rules on this program, rule being personal appearance is not show fodder. But I'm going to go ahead and violate one of the only rules on the program and say Mark Davis not only looks weird, he is weird. Especially if he wants to bring back Gruden. 
and is act- actively pursuing this and thinks that that's a good idea and that anybody other than the two of them wants to see that. But Weird as hell. Weird as hell. Running the team from a P.F. Chang's with a flip phone and a minivan and a ginger bowl cut. Cannot believe how weird that is, Mac. You can see him doing it, right? If he could get away with it. I guarantee it. You have to ask Reggie. You have to ask Mark. And he'll say, you have to ask Chunky. And then there they will be. A third ride. Man, don't do it. Hey, Raider fan, what do you think about that? I just told you what I think about that. Go ahead, Raider fan. Hit me up. Is this a guy that you want back? Because my theory is there is nobody in the world other than those two who want that. That's enough of that. Hey, Mark, it's your team, dude. Do what you want, obviously. But you can't tell me you can't find a more qualified candidate than that. A fresher candidate than that. That's the only guy you trust? Man, that's got to be a hell of a way to go through life. Trusting only one person, John Gruden. Imagine going through life like that. There's only one guy I can trust. I keep my circle of trust very tight. In fact, I only trust one human being, John Gruden. Damn, Mark. So there is that Raider news. This guy wants to get the beef started early. At Johnson Boys with a Z. My beef, you're an hour early, but I'll let you start. My beef is with Raider Hater, who don't want us to bring Chunky back because we actually are a good team when he's coaching. Hashtag Raider Nation. Really, dude? Were you? Were you? And believe me, I'm not a Raider Hater. I am not a Raider Hater. I know you think it's the nation against the world. I'm not against you. I'm not. I put Raiders on. I like the Josh McDaniels hire. I admitted that. I admitted I was wrong. Dude, here's the thing. Just because I say something that I disagree with does not make me a hater. It means it's something I disagree with. Hey, man, have fun with that, Sam. All right, there's three people that want him to come back. Savvy Sam Johnson, Mark Davis, and John Gruden. There are three people. I stand corrected. What? My bad. But no, I'm not a Raider hater. Abigail's in. Raiders did nothing with Chucky. His assistant got that team to the playoffs. And one play away from beating the Bengals. Stop hiring these flashy a-holes and get somebody who can motivate men. You know, like AP or Rich Passaccia. Abigail in San Diego. Would anybody even say that Chunky is a flashy a-hole at this point? But Half that's maybe right. At DOH, 1029 is in. Rome. I hated Gruden. There's a reason why Al traded his ass in the first place. He gravy trained having a veteran Raider and Buccaneer teams and won, but when he has young talent, those teams sucked. But 
Hey, Raider fan, I'll open it up to you. Do you want this guy back? Would you take this guy back? Assuming he could somehow extricate himself from the legal problems that he has with the league, would you want this guy back? Mark Davis apparently does. God, don't you want somebody fresh? Don't you want somebody with some new ideas? Do you have to always hire from within? That's the only guy that Mark Davis trusts or the guy that he trusts most of all? Good luck with that. Romeo, Mark Davis's gold digging devoted girlfriend is the one who wants Gruden back. Gruden is one hideous looking human being himself. But compared to Mark Davis, Gruden is Brad Pitt. V in the fee. Warm Mark Davis wearing a bag over his head every time he goes out in public. My fortune. Of course, V came roaring out of his hole for that one. It's not a journey. There you are. It lists a lot of things, but I am not a Raider hater at all. I get a kick out of them. When they're good, it's better for the league. Hey, man, who was hyping them? When Antonio Pierce got that gig on an interim basis, and all of a sudden, they're smoking victory cigars. The joy is back in the building. I was all about that. I enjoyed that. I'm not here to hate anybody or anything. Because you disagree with my opinion does not make me a hater. I know that's a really hard thing for some of you to get your heads wrapped around, but let me repeat that. Because you disagree with my take does not make me a hater. Because I'm not. I just have a take. When we come back, generally a very good take. I'm rarely wrong, except picking games, and lately I've been wrong a lot. Jamal Mosley joins me next. Then the big head and I try to get right picking tonight's game. And then your beef segment. And Raider fans, seriously, what do you make of that idea and that report that Mark Davis would take John Gruden back? It's a terrible idea. Why? Stay tuned. We're talking Orlando Magic Ball after this. You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. All right. You should be lining up for the beef segment. Top of hour number three. Start calling right now. Toll free 1-800-636-8686. I am Jim Rome. Nice to have you here on this Thursday. Raider fan, you can react to that report that Mark Davis wants John Gruden back, if you can believe that. All of that is still ahead, but as promised right now, I'm going to lock it in. We are talking Orlando Magic basketball. We're joined by the head coach of the Magic. He's in his third season. The Magic won 34 games last season. They're out quickly. Starting this year, 13-5. and five. They beat the Wizards last night. That was their eighth straight win. They're going to host them again tomorrow for the second game of back-to-back. We are joined by Jamal Mosley. Jamal, it is great to have you back. How are you? Great to, great to be on. I'm great. How you doing? Doing great. Doing great, Coach. So, as I mentioned, you guys are off to a tremendous start this year. That, to put this in proper perspective, that current eight-game winning streak is Orlando's best since the 2010-2011 season. In other words, there's a whole lot to like about the way the team is playing right now. What are you most pleased with regarding the team's great start? Our level of maturity 
our guys are doing such a great job of communicating with one another, uh, and that's what we've asked them for, since I've been here. How do they learn how to communicate with one another, sit down and guard defensively, and then just believe and you can walk in every game and give yourself a chance? You know, something that's really interesting to me, you go back to last season, and the team was hit so hard by injuries and lost 20 of their first 25, yet the team did not implode. The team did not give up on the season. What's it say about them that they did not shut it down when adversity hit? And then how much do you think that mentality is helping them right now? It's taken a, it's, that's the biggest part of this thing is that it's the continuity, the chemistry, what they've been through, and, and realizing you know a lot of it was due to injuries, but... I give Jeff and his group so much credit that they kept the same group together. And it's something to be said about continuity with a team, continuity with coaching, that it helps these guys understand the messaging and knowing, you know, the ups and downs of an NBA season. We're talking to Jamal Mosley. You have all of that and not only continuity and a belief in each other, but you've got this young core, a great, great young core. For instance, Paulo Bancaro lived up to his expectations, more, more than lived up to them as the number one pick overall when he won the Rookie of the Year award last year. He's building off that big first season this year, too. What has he brought to this team on and off the court as a guy who's going to be the face of the franchise? Paulo is just a winner. You know, I think top to bottom, and, and what that means for me and, and what he sees is that he's willing to do whatever is necessary to help this team win. Uh, passing, scoring, cheering, uh, sitting down and guarding at a high level, which he's done this year. I think he's just willing to do whatever is necessary to help this team win, and he brings that belief. Every time he steps on the floor with this group, you know you have an opportunity. So, Jamal, last night he came off the game or came out of the game after kind of rolling an ankle a little bit. What's his status? Yeah. How is he? He's, he's okay. He, he got his work done today, so he's, he'll be okay for tomorrow. All right, then. He's one of your core of young players that I mentioned. Of course, you've got Jalen Suggs, too. Anybody who saw him ball at Gonzaga knows that he was a high school football star. He's really tenacious. He's relentless. <laughs> we know what he can do defensively, but he went for 22 last night. How much of a catalyst has he been for you offensively? He's been great, and that's the, the great part about this group as well is that they all just they're willing to share the basketball. Like our assist numbers have gone up because guys are just making the right reads, the right decisions, and ultimately no one cares who gets the credit. Uh, I think that's why that ball moves around the, the horn so well, and it's just a matter of finding the right person at the right time, and that's how each one of them plays. So not only do you have the second-best record in the East, you've got Paulo, who's 21, Jalen's 22, forward Franz Wagner is also 22. He went off last night. How exciting is it to know that you have this core that's already competitive, they're about the right things, and they're nowhere near entering their collective prime? Like, what's that like for you as a coach? We just take it day-to-day with this group. You know, we've been the same group that that was 5-20 and that is right now, and that's what I keep trying to hit home and tell these guys you just have to be the same our body of work is not going to change we're going to compete every single day we're going to detail our work we're going to play with a sense of joy and and passion for each other and then we're going to you know you're going to make sure that you're doing it for your teammate that's the biggest piece with this group Orlando Magic head coach Jamal Mosley joining us once again. Now, I'll tell you a guy who's a longtime friend of the program, somebody I've got immense respect for, I know you do too, is Rick Carlisle. You worked with him before he came to Orlando. He recently joked that he wished that he was your agent because he knows your deal is coming up soon. He would love to get a little piece of that. What was your biggest takeaway from working with Rick during those seven years in Dallas? 
you know, working with Rick ultimately was a master class in, in all of and in, in a lot of things with the coaching, the details of the way he prepared uh, his game time adjustments, then offensively, just his mind and the way he saw the game. But it was a master class in so many pieces and like his his approach to each and every single game with the seriousness and getting to know the team and treat the team the right way was so many what I took away from him. You know, your point about how, listen, with this group especially, it's one day at a time, and we want to make sure we're doing things the right way and building it the right way. But when I think about the Orlando Magic, I think about a a franchise that while there have been some lean years, there have also been some great years, it's a great fan base, and they're hungry. What And there's a lot of work to be done, but what would it represent to you and your players to get to the postseason for the first time since 2019, 2020, and then do some damage once you get there? Well, you just said it. Our fan base is absolutely amazing. I mean, everywhere you go, the support, the crowd, like they've wheeled us to some games um, just by their energy alone. They are absolutely fantastic. And so for this city, for this organization, uh, for the fans, it means a lot because this is the type of group that it, it, it bonds and gels with this fan base because of our, the level of excitement that we play with and the passion in which we play with. We're talking to Jamal Mosley. I know they want it badly. Let me ask you, one of the league's biggest topics is that new in-season tournament. While the Magic did not move beyond the group play, I'm curious, what did your players think about the games? And then as a coaching staff, how did you approach it? You know, ultimately, you know, that first game we ended up playing against Brooklyn. And so I think our guys weren't sure what to expect. Um, And I think a lot of teams were like that in that first game. And then as the tournament went on, you started to feel the energy and the buzz get a little bit, become more and more with the floors being different, uh, the point differential being different. All of these things started to to take place as game two and three hit on. And then obviously in game four, guys started to look at the point differential. Are we in? Are we out? So I think it's a great way to bring the energy and the atmosphere of the game up. And there will be some changes probably moving forward, but I thought it was great for that competition and to get these guys understanding the importance of every game matters. And Jamal, you mentioned the point differential and you mentioned that there's going to be some changes going forward. Is that going to be one of the changes? I mean, you've got teams doing things that they ordinarily would not do. You've got players doing things they ordinarily would not do, but you have to because you want to advance and that's one of the tiebreakers. Is that something maybe they should change? I think the league's going to do a great job of looking at it, whatever whatever that means. Um, but for the most part, I really do believe that each each team and situation tried to do it the right way and compete the right way. So I, I really look at it like that, and the, the league is always going to do a great job of looking at what they can tweak to make it better for the players, the fans, and, and what we're trying to do. All right, so let me ask you something. It seems to me behind every great coach, well, obviously you're going to have great players, you're going to have a great staff, but – what a lot of people don't see is that inevitably there is a great senior director of communications and you have a legend in George Galanti. All right. Let's not forget about Joel Glass either. One of the best in the business. My man, Double G, he's got to get his shine. And by the way, he's going to get it right here, right now. What's it like knowing that George has got your back? Double G does a fantastic job. He's making sure I, I'm not missing a beat. He and Joel are, are just tremendous in the way they approach it, how they have me prepped and ready to go to be able to come on the show and say the right things. 
they've got me prepped and ready to go. They do a phenomenal job. They do. They, they're the best. I know you can handle your business no matter what, Coach, but those two guys are class. They are absolute class, and they do do a great job. The Orlando Magic are out fast. They're 13-5, and five, and they are second overall in the East. Jamal, really great to have you back on the show. I appreciate the access. I appreciate you making time for us, and it's always good to talk to you. Thanks so much. Grateful to be on. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Jamal Mosley and the Orlando Magic. Man, the future is so bright. Magic fan, I am more than happy to talk about your club. Those two guys I mentioned, Double G, Joel Glass, two of the best. Everybody knows the single best ever is Ray Ritter. He's the GOAT. But they have a lot in common. These are the kind of professionals that when things are really good, they're still great to work with. And not everybody is. And when things are really not good, they're still great to work with. And not everybody is. Like, Ray's my favorite in that regard. Like, when the Warriors were not good, he was there. And yet, Ray would always, always, always try to get guys on the show. Always, always, always make sure that we had the information we needed. And then when it turned and Golden State went dynastic, Ray didn't change. He still was the same guy and still made players available. And that, that, that to me is why Ray, among many reasons, is the GOAT. Double G, he knows that. Joel's been around forever. But Orlando's the same way. Now they're on the come up. And I know that when, they're, when they are great, and they're getting there, right, with that core, and the fact that they've won eight in a row, first time they've done that in more than a decade, these guys are going to be great. And they're still going to be great to deal with. And I'm happy for their fans. They've been through a lot. And that team is playing great ball. So, Double G, my man, good looking out. You too, Joel. Still ahead. Got two of my favorite segments. The Big Head. James Kelly and I are going to break down Thursday night football. Raider fan, you can get up in here. I mean, am I off base on this? No, I'm not a hater. But would you really take John Gruden back? Hey, John. Jock says they are up in here. But. All right, we're getting some reaction. Raider Nation. Glad to see it. Also, the beef segment coming up the top of hour number three. So halfway through it and rolling on nicely. Time now for a... Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show on CBS Sports Radio. By the way, Raider Nation is up in here. I like it a lot. You'll have your chance. Meantime, it is Thursday, which means we have a TNF game, which means we have a Big Head Bet segment, which means we have the Big Head himself, James Kelly. What's cracking, Head? And before you answer, let me ask you this. Do you still hate everything in life except the Shanahan family and Rex Lee dunking on me? Um, is that a question? Is that a question? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Maybe not a good question. Maybe not a good question, Ahead. I think maybe not a good question, Ahead. Not a good question. Yeah, that's no, awesome. No, no. All right, so tonight's matchup is not the best thing ever, but it's far from the worst thing ever. I guess what I'm saying is I'm hopeful that we don't get another Thursday night. Heaping serving of ass. Seattle has struggled of late. 
and they're going into Dallas where the Cowboys have straight abused fools this season. Let's get right into it. you got a couple of teams head that are headed in opposite directions. What is the number as we speak, and what are you doing with, doing with it? Are you going to be a gimmicky little bitch? The number is Dallas minus nine, and absolutely, I'm going to be a chalky little bitch here and lay the points and ride with big. Chalky, my bad. I stand corrected. Chalky yes. little bitch right, right here once again. It is funny, though. The last two Thursdays, I have taken the points and lost both, and nobody had my back on that. I will say that. Of course not, man. They never have our back. Never, ever. But I will uh, lay the points here and ride with big Mike McCarthy's Cowboys. That pill there, he isn't small, but he does have a big story to tell, and it's his Cowboys are playing great football. They are on a 3 That was kind of funny what you just did. I'll I'll give you somewhat credit for that. Okay. Go ahead. I, I don't know what you're talking about. It's a funny jingle, though, right? Yeah, sort of. A little bit. Kind of. Okay. Three-game heater. Don't do that again, dude. I'm not giving you any credit whatsoever for that. Do not do that again. My point There, there will be no wardrobe change. There will be no hair and makeup for Mike McCarthy. Do, do not do that again. There will be no McCarthy. smaller McCarthys behind him dancing in unison. Don't do that. He's been beating the hell out of ass teams. I will give him credit for that, though. That's um, true. The Giants, the Panthers, and the Commanders. But his numbers are, are unreal. 42.3 points per game, 460 yards of offense per game, and 335 of those yards are through the air. And as times went on, it's been easy to see Big Mike's defense has been lowering its YPP. It's now the best in the NFC at 4.7 yards per play. Add the fact here against Seattle, Dallas's strength is getting after the Add the fact, the dude, that they've got five pick sixes by the so, same guy in one season. Add that fact in. That's never a good thing so. when that guy has um, more touchdowns than DK Mudcalf and Tyler um, Lockett as well. That's not good, right? That's not good at all. Yeah. And the weakness is their offensive line, and Micah Parsons and the boys are going to come through. They um, Also, Seattle allowed six sacks to the 49ers last so. week. Wait, wait, uh, I take exception to that. Why? I was going to say why. Because Frisco nearly killed Geno last week? They about did that. Yes, absolutely. Seattle's offense has uh-huh. regressed from a year ago instead of taking another step with Geno. It's funny. They lack identity this season. And it's, Kenneth Walker, yeah. a stud, probably won't go tonight in the one area where you want to attack Dallas on the ground. Seattle's also been dominated against the two teams that boast a top 10 O and D in San Francisco and Baltimore, just like Dallas does. That number is high, but I think we can agree at home they've been really swell. They've won their five home games by an average of 29 points Why per game. Why did you stop so long our, on swell? I don't know. Just a good... good. Sure you don't, Bill Belichick. What do you mean you don't know? Swell? Yeah. You just you just spent a lot remember. of time on swell. Swell. Week. Yeah. I don't anyway. know why. Yeah. But they are a perfect 5-0 and o ATS at home this year, so I'm going to go with the Cowboys minus 9. All right, so you'll go Cowboys minus nine, you chalky little bitch. Listen, I can't lie, dude. The game is sort of in my head, and that's on me. Help me with this. Mm -hmm. I literally am asking you for your help. The game is sort of in my head. I should not have let this happen, but it is sort of in my head. And I don't Mm -hmm. mean this game. I mean the game. The Mm. gambling game, dog. (laughs) Instead of maintaining great discipline and relying on the system, I'm letting some of this stuff get personal. I need to channel my inner James Larden. I am not a system player. I am a system. I'm not a system player. I am a system. What do I mean by this? I've been burned by Seattle multiple times, so I don't trust them. I don't want to play them. That's not the system talking. That's me just being pissed that they've burned me. So instead of relying on the system, I don't like the fact that I've been burned by this team, so I don't play them. 
That's not a system play. That's a butthurt play. Mm. I admit mm. it. You feel that? Yeah, I do. So at the same time, I don't fully trust Dallas either. Yeah. They're paper champs. Sorry about that, Cowboy fan. You're paper champs. You dominate weaklings, but you don't get it done when it matters most. And Seattle falls somewhere in between those two things, which brings us to the number. Mm-hmm. Can I justify laying the nine like you have? Mm-hmm. The answer is yes. Keep Cowboys, hot as hell. They've won three in a row, five of their last six. They have covered five of their last six. Mm-hmm. Even if they've been beating up on scrubs, Dak is the hottest quarterback in the league right now. Yes. Playing some of his best ball ever, i got to say. Gino, on the other hand, is not getting it done. Frisco got to him repeatedly. You know Dallas with the best pressure rate in the league is going to also. You know my guy Micah Parsons will spend the entire day in the Seahawk backfield. No one has to tell him this is not the sissy challenge. This is the challenge, not the sissy challenge. <laughs> the Cowboys are going to be able to throw it on Seattle. They're going to be able to run it on Seattle. And while the Hawks might be better than some of the cans that Dallas has been beating on, I am comfortable laying the nine. I'm going to ride with Jarrah Atrick and the boys. Dallas minus nine. Beautiful. You and I are on the same page. We're chalky little bitches. What else you got, man? You see some props you like. I'm going simplistic here after Joshua Dobbs failed to hit a wide-open Jordan Addison to cover our prop on Monday night. see, dude? You take it personally, too. You're still mad at him for that, aren't you? I am. I'm done with Joshua Dobbs, I think. You didn't slide into his DMs, though, right? No, I did not do that. We don't do that. Not yet. Never. Never, yeah. ever. Dude, how do you but miss I, that guy? Wide ass open. Wide ass open. Great money, too. Would have won the night for us, but he could not do that. But right. Part of the game. Part of the game. I'm going to go with your guy, the sissy challenge guy, over .75 sacks. Simplistic here, I said. He's gotten the quarterback in no brainer, right? Five straight games, he's got the quarterback, right? He has 11 and a half sacks in the season. He's tied, actually, with Miles Garrett as a favorite to win the Defensive Player of the Year right now in oh DraftKings. And the Seahawks line is below not good. Abraham Luke, Lucas is their right tackle. He hasn't played since week one. He might play tonight, but still, it's Micah Parsons. Over .75, right? Got to get there. That's the a money's no-brainer. not the greatest, but he's got to get there. That's a no-brainer all day I, long. We all think so, long. so maybe fade us, but I, I think so. That's what I'm going with. Yeah, I mean, fade us if you want, if you're smart, but it's not <laughs> the Vikings. All right, head, run it back. There are only two things for you to run back. Run it back, and then you can leave me with any parting thoughts. Cowboys minus nine uh, against the Seattle Seahawks tonight. Micah Parsons over .75. Parting thoughts. I'll be nice, actually, here. The other person who always comes at us is road favorites guy. Did you know that that is the best play all year long? They've covered over 52% of their plays this year. I'm just going to put that out there. Well, yeah, they're all home dog, home dog, home dog. Yeah, that's like, you know. 40-some percent cover rate right now. Don't waste time talking numbers with these people. Just let them hate. Just let them hate. Just let them hate. They will. They'll be right there again tomorrow. It's the new dopamine. All right, Mm -hmm. let's get paid so we can talk a little junk tomorrow. Thanks a lot. Hey, great job. Thank you. James Kelly, Big Head Bets. Let's make some money. All right, so we're both going to lay the points. Dallas has been awesome at home. Seattle is not playing very well, and... Dallas gets fat. Excuse me. Dallas gets really fat against Cairns. Seattle is better than that, but I don't think they're good enough to stay within double digits. So I'm going to go ahead and lay the points too. 1-800-636-8686. So what we have right now is a beef segment coming up at the top of the hour. Maybe you're new to this. If not, and you already know what I'm going to say, just ignore what I'm going to say. Get up in here. Beef about anything you want. Sports, not sports. 
your social life, your professional life, your family life, your past life, anything except your bathroom life, anything except the JN life. I don't want to hear from the JN. You, you were already represented by James Kelly. All right, so that's off the table. I want to hear about any aspect of your life except your bathroom life and that. You can get up in here via the phones, 1-800-636-8686. You can hit me up on the X at Jim Rome. You can also email me at Rome, R-O-M-E, at haveatake.com. Before I do that, I did shout out to Raider Nation. I said there was one report that the one guy that Mark Davis trusts most of all is John Gruden, and he would love to bring him back as head coach. And I said, Raider Nation? What a horrible idea that is. Are you kidding me? Like, I'm not at all surprised by that, but that is a horrible idea. And the very first person from Raider Nation to come in and said, hey, hater, it's a great idea. We were awesome when he was the coach. First of all, Raider fan, you weren't. You just weren't. That's not my take. That's a fact. You were not. No, no, no. But I love that. Hey, hey, hater. We were awesome when he was the coach. You were not. And then I said, anybody else? I said, and prior to getting that reaction, I said, there are two people in this world who think that's a good idea. Mark Davis and John Gruden. And nobody else. And then the first Raider fan through goes, oh, I do. I'm like, all right, there's three people in the world that think that's a good idea. Let me hear from some other Raider fans. Let's go to line one. Salt Lake City, Dave. Great to have you, Dave. How are you? I'm great, Jim. How are you, man? Great. Hey, awesome. <laughs> it is a terrible idea. And having said that, I definitely think Tweedledum should do it. Listen, man, me and every other Raider fan have been living our whole lives, you know, just waiting, just waiting. It's never going to happen, Raider fans. And you know why? You are bigger losers than your team. All right, so I hope they bring Chucky back. I hope I can sell lots of tickets because as a PSL holder at Allegiant, that's all I'm in it for. It ain't for the team. They will never be good. And, Jim, if you'll indulge me just one moment, I know I'm a bit early. It's not really a beef, but I'd like you to please take under advisement the fact that a lot of us are dads of daughters. Your bid on Disney yesterday was almost spot on. My beef, if there is one, is with the Disney Corporation because they know. They know all they got to do is put out one of these weak princess movies and every dad of a daughter in America is going to be there spending our hard-earned cash. Thanks for taking it, Jim. The Raiders suck. Go Raiders. (laughs) You rule, dude. What a great call. That's how you kick it off. Dave and Salt Lake, rack him. 1-800-636-8686. He's like, I'm a Raider fan, and it's a horrible idea, but I so hope it happens. Do it, Tweedledum. I'm a PSL holder, and I'm just in it to make money. Let's make some money! That is really funny. Let's try another phone call. Let's go to Oxnard. CJ in Oxnard. CJ, what's cracking? Vance, what it do? What it do? Bro. It is tough to follow that call because I, I wasn't even going to talk about this, but, man, you are so on it about Disneyland. You know, it's, people think I'm such a bitterman for saying that, but it's, it's just a terrible experience. It's great that the kids love it, but damn. Anyway, as a lifetime Raider fan, 
I'm praying this is fake news, although I love that dude's takes. Uh, no way this could happen. Things are bad enough already. I mean, I know the, the Vegas lights can send Chucky data. No, 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 no. He said ship. He said ship. Hey, I got your back, CJ, but let me do this. Alvin, let's go back and listen to it. I think that what he said was this ship needs to be steadied. Because why would you steady a four-letter bomb that you think that he said, Alvin? Because you got all panicky. You're good, CJ. I don't even need to hear it back. You're good. You're good. We were talking about Disneyland yesterday because there was some dude who was tripping balls and sack and got naked and was swimming in the canal and they had to pull him out of there. It's a small world. Because that's where you want to do that. By the way, it's Disneyland. There's going to be a lot of kids, no matter where you go. But especially, it's a small world. Now, you know what? It's it's a jacked up, drugged up, perverted world. At least it was there that day. I'll just say it point blank. I hate that place. I never want to go there ever again. But this ship needs to be dead. And I'm saying, you know what? For the kids, I get it. Go ahead, Alvy. And that, that's like, Alvin's way of saying I'm right. A little distracting, but you're good, CJ. You're good, CJ. I got you. The beef segment when we come back. Stay tuned. <laughs> 